Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Amazing. Right. Today, I am going to be teaching on something I call... You know, I usually have funny names for my sermons. This one is called Family Business. Family Business. It's quite interesting. All right. And uh, please just help me with that chair. Let me... Family Business. As usual, we are going to diverge. We'll go through different strings and we'll come back. And I hope that it converges in your mind. All right. Amen. So I trust the Holy Spirit. And Pastor Toby, I just want to remind you that... Uh, if at all I say anything, I trust that the Holy Spirit would reveal it to them. If I make any error, please, you will tell me after. <laughs> Anyways, um, this is um, quite an interesting topic for me. Still in the spirit of sonship, let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. Can we project? For those of you who are over there, are you sure you can see the board? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Are we there? And it says, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets had in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he had appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the world we're going to underline two words there and I will just bring them out here son and heir and it's quite interesting right because I ask myself why is it important for us to know that the son is a hair. Like, if it wasn't important, it wouldn't have been there. So it means that we needed to know that, right? So he says, had in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he had appointed hair of all things by whom also he made the worlds. That's interesting. So who can tell me what the hair is? Or an hair? You know, there's a vowel after the H. Anybody? A successor. Right. That's interesting. Anybody? Any other takers? Hmm? The person that used to collect all the properties. Anybody? Anyone else? The next one? The next king. Right. Amazing. Okay. The Greek word for hair means it's called kleronomos, and it means one who receives by lot. So we're going to take out this word, receive. I feel like this body is too high, or I'm too short. This is the size of God, though. You get it. <laughs> I should increase my font. Yes. 
Okay, I need, I need something to clean this up. If someone can help me. Times New Romans. No, I'll use Calibri, 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 Calibri. Right. Holy Spirit, thank you for... Yes, it's fine. Let me just... You are too late. Receive. Right. So, by definition, a hair is one who receives by lot. Right. Another definition, this is Greek, these are Greek definitions, and it says, one who receives his allotted possession by right of sonship. Thank you very much. By right. Sonship. Another definition says that one who has acquired or obtained the portion allotted to him. Portion. From this word, hair. In Psalm 16, verse 5, we can go to Psalm 16, verse 5. Anybody there? Psalm 16, verse 5. Like I said, we are going to diverge and I trust the Holy Spirit to converge in your mind. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Psalm 16, verse 5, it says, The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. From the Greek definition, we can see one who receives his allotted possession by right of sonship. It's quite interesting. The Lord is the portion. Portion is a person. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. He supports my Lord. He maintains my Lord. Now, thou maintains my Lord. That's what the scripture says. It also means that the same Lord is the one who actually maintains the Lord. So, we have a person who is the inheritance, and we also have the person who is the inheritance, who also maintains the lot. Now, let's take the word maintain and change it to secure. We're going to converge all these words together. So, if the Bible says that the Lord is a portion of my inheritance, and who is the Lord? The Lord is Christ, Right? So, Christ is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. Christ maintains my lot. Christ secures my lot, right? And so, if we say that, by definition, one who received this allotted position by right of sonship, it therefore means that anyone who has accepted Christ by right, justness, is a son. Do you get what I mean? Therefore, you are a son of God. And the consequence of being a son of God is headship. It means that there must be a son and there must be an inheritance. Sonship is headship. And it is the presence of something 
or someone to receive. That means if there is a presence of something or someone to receive, there must be someone to give. Are we getting the flow? So let's just do this. We're going to do an equation. Sun equal to hairship. Just to bring out this diagram. By definition, hairship is the one who receives inheritance. Right? And it says, thou maintainest my lot. So let's put a padlock here. It's like a security key. Right? <laughs> let's go to 1 John 5, verse 12. Anybody want to read that for me? Verse 12. King James, the language that God spoke. First John 5, verse 12. Now, which scripture has whoever had the son had the life? Yes, right? Okay. So, Whoever had the son had the life. Jeff? <laughs> life. Right. Verse 12, right? Yes, it's verse 12. So, what is the life of God? Eternal life. Eternal life. So we have eternal life. Let's change it to another word. Instead of eternal life, let's call it secure life. If that would make sense to you. You're following, right? So, secure life. Interesting. Let's go to 1 John 2, 23. Are we following? I hope I'm not <laughs> moving you away with all these diagrams. First John two twenty-three. Anyone wants to read? Yeah, use the mic, please. It's not working. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. That's interesting. Whoever had the Son had the life. That's eternal life. And here he's saying, no one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. But then the Bible also says the Lord is the portion of my inheritance. And it also says that Christ is the portion of my inheritance. And Christ says that I am one with God. And then whoever has the Son has the secure life of God. It then means that whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. 
So, I want to ask a question. What makes one's life secure? Anybody? Anybody? What do you say? Not denying the sun? Right. Amazing. Any other person? We, 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 we are thinking together. What makes one's life secure? Eh? <laughs> Blockchain. Right. Somebody should tell me. Receiving the life of Christ. Right. I will put it this way. I want us to think to, through it together and I want us to stretch our mind. Let's call what makes a son's life secure having the father. That's quite interesting. Your security is the father. If we think about it in earthly terms, if you take two people, someone who grew up with a father and someone who didn't grow up with a father who is an orphan, this one will be much more confident than this one. This one has lived pictures, has had experiences with the father. This one doesn't have. So this one, by virtue of his spending time with his father, getting his identity from his father, Abba, source, he's able to step out and do life. So that security is not just security, it's also emotional security in a sense, right? So, whosoever had the son had the father. Interesting. It therefore means that if there must be a son, there must be an inheritance to receive, there must be a father to give. I want to do something here. So, son equal to headship. Headship is receiving inheritance. What's this inheritance? The inheritance is God himself because this inheritance is, first of all, Christ Jesus. Who has Christ Jesus has the Father. Is it now interesting to say that Son equal to Father? If you want to reverse it, you would actually say Father equal to Son. It's in the scripture. Let us look at John 5, 18. Who's there? Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Guys, that's why we arrive at the equation here. making himself, they knew that by him declaring that God being the father is his father, he was making himself equal with God. And so I remember a time whereby I had a revelation, I had a conversation with my mom, and I said I saw myself sitting on a throne, and then the 24 elders and the angels were bowing down. And she was like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't say that, though. don't say that, though. that God will just strike you. And so in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> Wait, oh, all this revelation, is this devil that used to give you revelation? Because that's the way he felt. She had that fear. I went to the village recently. I was talking with them. And I was like, God shared his glory. There's a dimension to that. I mean, with man. 
And then my so like, no, we never never did. Oh my god. Hmm. Okay. That's quite interesting. Okay. We're going to move on. Let's go to Romans eight seventeen. I'm giving you scriptures so that it would not be as if no. You get me? Romans 8.17. Sorry. What does it say in Romans 8.17? It says that and if children then has Hairs of God and joint hairs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him and that we may be also glorified. No, no, the, the most interesting part it says the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Right? This gives us a picture. It shows us that we are not. Pastor Martin said something on Sunday. He said, God is not insecure. It's just that the foundation of everything has to be love. So that as far as your mind can stretch, you always fall back to that base, which is his love. Right? So I'm just encouraging you to think with me. Right? So we have established that son equal to father or father equal to son. And we have also established that son equal to headship. Right? And so we have also established that security is having the father, right? Okay. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to do this together. Ephesians chapter 1. From verse 3, just a second. We're reading in King James. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. What does this scripture mean? It says that, it, is, it was in love and it is out of love and that love sponsored God's thinking before this material world was made. In that when we came into this world would be blameless, faultless, and holy. Like for him to first of all sit down and think, I want to create a world. It was love that was sponsoring that. It was the love that was burning so deeply in him that he would sit down. It's just like you would sit down and think, I want to have a family. You have love that you want to give. Interesting. Let's go to the next verse. He said, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Christ Jesus to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, Predestinated, the word predestinated means having decided beforehand that through Jesus Christ will come back to him, Abba, the Father, according to the good pleasure of his will. God sat down, thought about it, 
by love, sponsoring his thinking. And he decided that through Jesus Christ, we will come back to him according to the good pleasure of his will. And so what is this good pleasure of his will? That it will give him pleasure to see that his will of his children being made righteous through Christ Jesus will come back to him. It will give him pleasure. I'm sitting as a father and I'm thinking, what would give me so much pleasure is to see that my children come back to the house. Amazing. In verse 6, it says, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved. To the praise of the glory of his grace. <laughs> the Greek word there for glory is doxa. Do you know what that means? There are so many definitions of doxa. But doxa means an opinion, estimate, judgment. In the New Testament, it always means good opinion. So it says, to the praise of the good opinion, good judgment of his grace. Okay, so what does that mean? Praise there meaning commendation. Now let me break it down for you. To the commendation of God's good thinking, good opinion, good judgment, planning and efforts of using grace instead of law to make us accepted in the beloved. He had considered it entirely to the end. His good judgment was that it will be grace instead of law that will bring us back to him. That was it. That's interesting. It says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. Hmm. In whom, that's in Christ, we have redemption. What is redemption? Let's break it down. Redemption means redeemed. Hmm. Redeemed worthy. Hmm. Let's put it this way. Deemed worthy again. Deemed worthy. So it first of all means that you were first deemed worthy and then because of stepping out of the house, then through his grace, we have come back. We have been deemed worthy again. Hmm. By his blood. Hmm. <laughs> It says, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Now think about it. They put the word forgiveness of sins and they put riches there. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. What does that tell you about forgiveness? <laughs> forgiveness and riches. Guess what I thought about? Forgiveness is an asset. And God has it in abundance. Remember, we are talking about the family business here. It says, in whom we have the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. According to riches of his grace, according to riches of his good opinion, good judgment, if we are putting all the words together. Quite interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Wherein, 
What's the next verse? He had abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence. So this asset, forgiveness of sin, right? According to the riches of his grace, he had abounded to us in all wisdom and prudence. Wherein he had abounded to us in all full intelligence and concern. Do you know what this means? Let me break it down. God exceeded the amount of forgiveness we would need thinking clearly, considering all the factors of our laxity, stupidity, or irresponsibility out of great concern for us. Thus, he knew the amount of forgiveness we need. <laughs> he still decided to exceed it according to the riches of his grace. Ha! God is a lavish spender. He's a lavish spender. Interesting. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he had proposed in himself, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has proposed of himself, that in the fullness of time, he proposed in himself, that he sat down to have a purpose of what he wanted. And this is the good pleasure of his will. Take that good pleasure and change it to satisfaction. And his satisfaction, seeing that purpose fulfilled, which he has set for himself, is for all things to be gathered in Christ. That's his satisfaction. According to the good pleasure of his will, of his desires, is that all things will be gathered together in Christ. And it is in this same Christ that we have obtained an inheritance. Who has the Son, who acknowledges the Son, has the Father. Interesting. Let's look at the second verse. It says, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, having predestinated us according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his will. Having predestinated us, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his will. That's deciding beforehand according to the purpose of God who worketh all things after the counsel, that's the purpose, the advice of his will, his desires, is that God had a desire that everyone would come into him. And then it was because of that desire that he would always go back and consult so that all the things that will line up will line up. He was always going back to consult that Viewed after the counsel of his desires, after the purpose, after the advice, he always went back. That's interesting. Which is that we who trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. It's quite interesting, this word praise here. What, what do you think praise means? Anybody? What do you think praise means? Well, the, the title of the sermon is called The Family Business. We're, we're, we're connecting the dots. What do you think praise means? Let's look at 1 Peter 2.9. Hmm. 1 Peter 2.9. It says... 
Let me just get there. First Peter 2, 9. It says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of the darkness into the marvelous light. What do you think praises there mean? Hmm? Gratitude? Gratitude. Interesting. Let's look at it in TPT. Or I will do TPT, then we'll do um, Amplified. Interesting. It says, but you are God's chosen treasure, priests, who are king, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light, and now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the earth. That's not sounding like gratitude, but it does sound like gratitude in some sense. Let's go to Amplified. It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession, that, ye, that you may proclaim the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who I called you out of the darkness into the marvelous earth. Should we help you connect the dot? Let me just help you connect the dot. Matthew 5 from verse 14 to 6. I can just read that off. It says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. For ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises, the good works, the excellencies, the perfections, the virtues, that ye should show forth the good works of him who had brought you out of the darkness into the marvelous light. And then he says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Now, they see your good works, but they give glory to your Father in heaven. They see your good works and they give glory to your Father in heaven. That's quite interesting. That's very interesting. The title of the sermon is called The Family Business. What is this family business? What is this thing that we call the family business? I'll give you a simple diagram and I hope that it connects everything for you. What's your father's name? I'm talking about God now. Abba. So let's just call him Father. And then let's put God here. Father. God. Remember the thing about father is that there's, a, there's evidently a son. There's a father in every man, but until there's a son, you're not just in fatherhood. Right? Father is who he is. God is his profession. Do you get what I mean? 
father is who he is. God is his profession. Who is the father here? Any fathers here? Pastor Martin. Okay. Martin. What's Pastor Martin's profession? Is a real estate realtor? Right. But his name is Martin. He's a realtor. God is father. What does he do? He gods, right? What do gods do? God reigns. Yeah, let me break it down for you. Do you know the father is to love? Love him. The will of God is to create. The descriptions are very easy. When you see the introduction of God in the Bible, what do you see first? In the beginning. In the beginning, what? God created. That's the first introduction to God was his work. The first introduction to God was his work. The concept of work and rest came from God. So here you have loving father. I always say this. God is father to you, but it's God to every other person. But he can be father and God to you. Son. Here, relationship. The job description here is create. That's interesting. What is the family business? This is the family business. That's the family business. A measure of these two interaction, what do you do? when God is your father and God is also creator. Co-create with God. It gives new meaning to what I do is what I see my father do. Does it make sense? It gives new meaning to that. It's a co-creator. So, I'll give you a simple scenario. I don't have a family yet. But now I, Chinedu, I want to have a son. His name is John. I want to have a family. Before I have gotten a family, I'm a customer experience designer. Creating. My profession. But then I decide that I want to do this. I want to establish these businesses. I want to, you know, build this estate. I want to do all of this before John comes into the family. This is having predestinated before time that will come back into the family. And so. He has set up all the structures. He has created everything so that you sons will come back into 
the family. I, doing all I can, working, resting, working, setting up all the structures for my son to come into what I have created and take over what I have created and then run the family business. Whatever it is that he would decide to do, knowing that I right now, God created, but I right now, doing customer experience design, seeing those pictures, he's also to do whatever it is that he's able to do. So in your workplace, in your music, in your business, remember, if you are tying everything back, once I belong to a family and I know that I have a father, and this father has an inheritance for me, and this father is inheritance. And this father is still the one who secures the inheritance. It then means that the kind of confidence that I would step out with or the kind of esteem that I would step out with to do the things that I would need to do is because I have a relationship with the father. Now let me give you a very simple idea. I had some musings recently and I had God take me, drive me in a car I had him take me on a roller coaster. I had him say to me, look at your soul, your nose, just like mine. And then he gives new meaning to the kingdom of heaven. Before you can take the kingdom of heaven, you have to be like a child. Because if you think about it, how many of you have you tried to make relationship with your father when you are old? It's a chore. But if you're a child, you will start your relationship and then you play. So even as adults, for us to start a relationship with God, we have to be like a child. We have to see him, trust him, let him play with you, let him, who knows that God makes funny faces? Or he says cutie, cutie, cutie. It is childlike, but if you see every child who has a healthy esteem, it's those things. It's pictures. They may not be seeing it, but it's in their subconscious. It's the presence of the Father. That's the security. And so when they have that, they step out. And then they are guarding, creating the family business. So God wanted a family. And then this is where Jesus comes in. God already wanted a family. We stepped out. And then God sent my elder brother to go outside, to go and look for me. And he died in the process and brought me back to the house so that I can now be, I can be deemed worthy again so that I can now even step out but still living in the house and do all that the father wants me to do. And so I have this thing in my head. I'm like, my elder brother, day house. And so when I'm going to Jesus and I'm going to sit on his feet, I'm like, I'm going from my room, like, I did go to Jesus' room. That's the way it is. It's childlike. But what that does for me is it brings me up to believe. That's where your faith will rise from. Because you'll now be able to believe anything. Then if you now think about it, what is that project that you want to do and you are struggling with faith? No, you need pictures. Because when I think about it, childlike, hmm, my father has connections. That's what it is. He's the connection. Like there's a certain family whereby, you know, you're done with school, they 
put a call to somebody and then you know you're working somewhere even if you're not really doing something great but you're doing something great regardless it's just it's just connection i'm doing it because i mean you will call it privilege it's not privilege that's where you are right now being in the family of god is a family affair that's what it is the family business is creating is the music that you will do is the softwares that you will build is the pastoring is the teaching is the lives you will touch is the miracles that will be performed through you there's a family that performs miracles the family of god there's a family pride there's a family consciousness there's a family name there's family glory there's a family honor there's a family riches wealth inheritance family blessing it has always been a family affair if you think about it the family on earth was actually supposed to be that microcosm to depict this for us to follow however what happens men who were not fathered well with insecurity started families with no reference but their broken self and with their broken self and not even being able to become a child enough to become start a relationship back with the heavenly father and they formed families that were broken and they formed societies that were broken as well somebody has to be that ancestor in your family that will decide to take this security of god is my father i lack nothing in him we have been deemed worthy in him we have inheritance he's the inheritance he secures the inheritance come on now what is it that you lack what is it that you lack guys it's a family affair welcome to the family business thank you very much Sorry, does anybody have questions before he goes? Because yes, hope it 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 converged for everybody. Uh, so that I can ask because this flow chat. Alright, is there any question? Any question from anybody? So what what I would say is that you know those scriptures that I gave, many of them we didn't read them. The essence of Bible study is to dig deep, but we cannot do all the digging here. So when you get home, please read them. Read them in multiple translations. I know that sometimes KJV can be tricky. There's one particular scripture in KJV that said, He that establisheth us. And I had to know what's, what's going on here. There's established, what's established? Yeah. <laughs> and many, many others like that. I can tell you. Trust me, so sometimes you need other translations to help. It's only after you've done KJV for a long time that you will know what they're trying to say. So, message, TPT, all of them are awesome. So, use them to read so that we understand this sonship. One of the errors that I notice is that many people say, I'm a son of God, I'm a son of God, and they don't know 
what sonship means. They don't even know what to expect by being a son. Many people feel it just means that God is my father. They don't understand the inheritance. They don't understand what co-creating means. They don't understand heirship. And that is why we want to take time to talk about distance. So that when you are making that statement, there is a corresponding expectation. Because it is the expectation of the righteous that will not be cut short. God is not committed to the ignorance of the righteous. Do you understand? So again, any questions? I'm really expecting questions. Like everybody understand this chat. (laughs) <laughs> okay, let's, let's clap for the teacher. Thank you very much. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.